And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. So what a man gotta do, what a man gotta do, to be totally Hello, British Columbia. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We're on our uh, fall grape escape and excited to be on location at Therapy Vineyards today. It's the latest uh, grape escape for our gang, and we're uh, in the heart of the Okanagan Valley along the Naramata Bench, just in time for Harvest 2020. We're joined by our host today. Uh, we're so happy to be here. Uh, Jacqueline Johnson and Mike Boyd, they're co-owners of Therapy Vineyards. Uh, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Yeah, thank, thank you for being here. Great to be uh, here. It's so great to be back uh, in the Okanagan. Uh, you're sitting about nine meters from me, but I can still hear you, Feels so like that's it. all good. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a strange season to be a winery owner. It has. It's been a unique year from the beginning. You know, it started out with so much promise, and uh, we had a great trip to France with our winemaking crew, and we come back all amped up for some of the new programs, and then then this craziness Boom. hit. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like you've pivoted well. Uh, we've, I was just looking around uh, yesterday. You're busy. Uh, tourists are still coming. You're open for business, so that's a good thing. It uh, n- never gets slow in the business, even with... Uh, you know, COVID happening, the winery had to keep working. Grapes, of course, kept growing, and and so we obviously had to make a bunch of changes in how we operated to uh, to uh, just you know keep everybody safe and everybody working. And we're real fortunate, you know, with the uh, the negative side of our tasting room and hospitality closing, all that staff went into the vineyard. So not only do we keep and retain everybody, we actually gained a few extra people out in the vineyard to uh, you know augment the fact that we didn't have the Maybe the French Canadians coming and some of the Mexicans and things like that. So there were some silver linings in the in the really dark in times, but yeah. uh, it never ever slowed down for and us. It's a really good thing too for our tasting room staff to have experienced the vineyard, um, what's happening in there as well. Sure. Because it just gives them more knowledge, gives them more experience to be able to um, speak. Yeah. And I am so happy to be on this. Speaking of uh, silver linings, this silver deck. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, this is our upper level patio that we built this season on top of our wine shop. And the view, as you can see, is incredible. You can see the lake, the vineyards, the mountains. And so, yeah, we do tastings up here. Uh, People can do bottle purchases and enjoy a snack up here while they're looking at this gorgeous view. And you got it all approved in about three days, which is about three years (laughs) earlier than normal. Again, another one of the silver linings. Yeah, uh, (laughs) that's the 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 liquor board really stepped up and and helped a lot of wineries like ourselves expand the area to keep it safe for everybody. And uh, we got the permit probably within one week. And three weeks later, we had this space now. And it's about 1,300 square feet. Yeah, close in there. Yeah, It's amazing. We're having dinner here tonight. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Well, you're in a unique position. First of all, you're you're right at almost at the end of the working bench, more or less, just before the town of Naramata. But you also operate an inn too. Uh, you have a number of rooms, so that's another plus for you, I guess. Uh, being this far out on the bench, it's kind of nice to spend a night here. How has that been working out? Is yeah, it's been great, and we've had so much support from local BC people coming out and staying here. We've been really busy, and we're open year-round, too, so that's a, 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 it's a great place for people to come and visit. Yeah. The rooms uh, are luxurious. 
Thank you. Yeah, we, we, they're all finished uh, high end and we try to make the experience for everybody just absolutely luxurious. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, we look forward to being here. We're going to catch up with your winemaker. Uh, you have lucked out, boy. You have a fantastic we winemaker. Have. We can't wait yes. to uh, to speak to Jack about what she's doing here. There's a lot going on at Therapy Vineyards. If you think you know about this winery, you probably don't know anything about it. Uh, it's changed so much in the last couple of years. So we're going to catch up on all that and uh, have a lot of other guests here at Therapy today on our first grape escape on the Naramata Bench in 2020 in the middle of Harvest 2020. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Stuck at home? Planning your next getaway without the airfare? Think Therapy Vineyards. Imagine staying at the Inn on the Vineyard, overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It's the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. For a limited time, BC Food & Wine radio listeners can save on their stay at Therapy Vineyards. Just remember the code Gizmondi when you book online at therapyvineyards.com. Rediscover the South Okanagan Good Life at Watermark Beach Resort Asoyas Hotel and Conference Centre. Just steps to everything. The beach, shopping, the marina, and great dining at the restaurant at Watermark. New executive chef Nick Atkins invites you to indulge your senses with bright new flavours inside or on the newly expanded lakeside patio, featuring new health and safety protocols and procedures. Reservations are highly recommended. Celebrate the South Okanagan. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com. Kalmana Family Estate Winery would like to welcome you to visit their spectacular winery in the heart of the Okanagan's Golden Mile Bench. Guests can enjoy seated tastings of six of their signature wines for up to six people per reservation. Feel comfortable knowing that rigid social distancing and cleaning protocols are in place to ensure the utmost safety of staff and guests. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Open 10 to 5 daily. Call or visit kalmana.ca for reservations. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our next guest is a winemaker and a bit of culturalist, Jack Kemp runs the show here at Therapy Vineyards when it comes to the wine. How are you, Jack? I'm you, absolutely great. You Thank look you amazingly relaxed for someone who's about to go to work for about eight weeks <laughs> like crazy. Yeah, maybe a little too relaxed at the moment, but it's really nice to have people around, so I think that's probably what settled me down a bit. Yeah. Are you having fun? Absolutely. Because you've got a big job here. You've changed a lot of stuff. Maybe you could quickly walk us through your plan, what's been going on. Yeah, there's been a, a lot of changes, a lot of crazy changes, um, really good focus changes as well. We've got therapy vineyards, the wines here, 
redirecting them and, and putting some focus on bringing all those grapes back under our own wing or under our own management, mm-hmm. um, as well as a new property out at Silhouette, which has also got a big sparkling house and a program going ahead there. So lots and lots of vineyard work going on at the moment and lots of yeah. stuff going on. We can see it just looking out from this deck, looking at the vineyards. They're transformed to, just to the eye alone, but I, I've already sensed that in the wines as well. Uh, you have a style, as most winemakers do, even though they say they don't have a style, but uh, you have really uh, turned these wines around. Like They're dry, they're fresh, they're vital, they're, they speak to the place now. Is that part of your your yeah, it's about plan. Uh, yeah, it's a part of the plan. I think when you're putting some a new person in place, it's always difficult to know necessarily which way it's going to go. Um, I've always talked about sustainable grape growing and sustainable winemaking processes, and and really, I think the biggest difference here is coming into therapy vineyards on the site right now and going, okay, well. Obviously, there's there's weeds and and there's growth and there's there's bits and pieces going on underneath the vine as well as you know our staff being able to come into the vineyard and learn stuff too. So that sustainable process is really starting to happen now. And thanks to Mike and Jacqueline, the owners, um, they've let me start the process, which is a little mm-hmm. tricky sometimes, especially with finances. But you know, it's really worthwhile. They they told me they showed up one day and the vi- some, one vineyard was gone, a few acres and. They were told very politely that something else is going there. I just love those kind of conversations. I don't know how, <laughs> how you start them, but, but yeah. I know why you're doing it. it, it it's got to be exciting. It is. When you when you start pulling out some old vines that have been in the valley for a while to replant with uh, specific clones for sparkling and also for you know mm-hmm. for our upper super ego and, and reserve wines when we're putting in Cabernet Sauvignon on the edge of Narramatta Bench there, you know these clones are coming from France and, and very specialized for us for this growing region it's it's yeah it requires trust Naramata is a special place though it's kind of mid valley I always describe it as never too hot and never too cold but it's still north uh, so it's it, you have to have precise uh, viticulture I would imagine if you're going to get everything ripe that's right. I mean, and it's about placement in our vineyards too. It's about spending time out there and and standing next to the, the rocks that are keeping those little areas warmer. And our soils out there have got a lot of clay in them, yeah. which hold a lot of heat as well. So we get extended ripening at the end of season. And even though it's cooler, it actually helps our acidities big time too, holding on to those. Mm. And winemakers are always very happy during harvest. And what? <laughs> really? Yes, absolutely. Look at your smile. And tell me, what countries have you done harvests in? So most of the countries I've spent, obviously, New Zealand, um, a bit of time in Australia, uh, also quite a bit of time in France, um, and they've really made a big impact as to you know bringing the old world and new world wine making processes together and. And just really grounding me, I suppose, in, in my in my background with winemaking and more so viticulturally than anything. Just to, you know, it brings back reality when you start seeing different different places and different countries working as hard as they do to, to make this, this amazing product, also crazy little product that we all enjoy. We talked a little bit about Silhouette uh, recently with Mike and, and Jacqueline. What, we had a wine today, we had a sparkling wine today, which is quite amazing, which is going to be released I don't know, sometime this year, I think, or maybe by Christmas. We're hoping so, if we don't all drink it. But Can you tell us a bit about this wine? It's such a wonderful wine. Uh, this is a very serious wine, folks, but delicious. Tell us a bit about the history of this and what you're trying to achieve with it. Well, this is really Mike and Jacqueline's dream, and, and what really was the 
the exciting part for me when I was talking to them originally when I came on board with Therapy Vineyards is they've got an incredible property out there which has got clay, a lot of density in the soils, which for me is is pretty much what is bringing the texture and, and the softness and the bubbles um, coming through. Obviously a little nervous because I'm not a classically trained sparkling maker, but we've done a lot of work in the background. I've been to England, seen a lot of the, the big set up over there and, and we've all just come back from France as well so mm-hmm. this is not just something that we're we're just making a few cases of and just seeing how it goes this is a very focused sparkling program going ahead here. which is exactly how it tastes folks what a fantastic nose you talked a bit about the the biscuity nose of, of a, you know trying to achieve that flavor I'd never thought of that that you can actually manipulate that or at least get to a level that you want that that was fun. That was fun with the team because it was a weekly tasting for us, which was just absolutely awful to have to do. Um, no, we already enjoyed that part. And the, the evolution of sparkling wine can happen very, very fast here. Um, and we um, picked up that change within sort of 10 days and, and off it went to get riddled. And now it is sitting in front of us and we get to enjoy it. Wow. We're speaking with Jack Kemp. She's the winemaker and viticulturist here at Therapy Vineyards. Uh, there's a side story to this that I think, Casey, you'll love this. Uh, you, you did a lot of practicing with physio, is that correct? That's correct. So, so there's a high-end, low-priced sparkling wine floating around here, I've been told by someone. That's right. So, you know, you're not always going to get it right the first time, and it's really important for us that our, our sparkling hits the market right and, and at a certain point. Um, so we did actually have our, our 2017 sparkling come through a whole sparkling program and it wasn't up to the standard that we're looking for so we the family popped off all the corks and put it back into tank and um, we uh, we brought it back together and actually carbonated it and put it into our physio our physio pink rosé wow I want to taste that tonight that's going to be good yeah and when it comes to the harvest how has COVID affected it that's a very good question. Um, again, I've, I'm lucky to have connections all over the world. So New Zealand being the first one to go through harvest during obviously very difficult times where they, they couldn't have anyone come on property um, really helped me get the planning going for this harvest. So we have to be very careful, obviously, with bubbles coming into contact with other bubbles. And really, we're, we're really managing with a lot fewer people than what we normally would um, just to make sure that everyone stays safe. I'd like to know what advice you would give to somebody that's doing their first harvest. Ah, good, good one. Um, the first, I think the biggest advice would be, I know that when you're coming in on your first harvest, you've got about a million questions you want to ask people. I'd get the advice is just to slow it down and, and try and watch what's going on. Watch and taste, watch and taste. When something doesn't actually make sense, then to ask a question. So the biggest part of my learning was just, you know, being quiet in the background and, and just tasting as much as I could. Yeah. And w- do you have any rituals around harvest? And what about when you were in France or or back home in New Zealand? So our big rituals, really, we've got we've got a few of them, and um, the biggest ones, I suppose, would be making sure that when we, when we do something wrong in the winery, which happens, we have a what's called a beer fine. Um, you get six beers if you you do a that's B E E R, not the black one. Um, <laughs> uh, when you when you actually do something wrong, so that that pretty much has has followed me around the world. So if you have a big mistake, you know you've got a big bill coming your way. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's I like that. great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad like we that. don't have that on the show. <laughs> yeah. 
so how would you describe the lineup today at, at therapy then? If, uh, you've sort of readjusted the wines. Have you eliminated some or moved others forward? How, how have you sort of played that hand? Well, we have diff- we've definitely been focusing on the on the wine skews or the wine range just to really focus what we, what we can and can't do. And, and I think that focus has really come back to our vineyards and, and what we manage. Um, we did make a Sauvignon Blanc last year, one one and only, um, and that that now has gone from our program as well. So what we're really focusing on is is the wines that we're growing here. So Chardonnay, Merlot, Gewurz, Pinot Gris, and luckily this year we've just put in Riesling, which is really really exciting. Mm. It sounds like you're you're uh, you're set to go here at least. Yeah, we're ready to go. We've got about another couple of years between it before our Riesling and our Pinot Noir really start coming through. So. Mm. Uh, we've got our sparkling out now, so we've got another another stepping stone towards our, our full range. And at Silhouette, will it just be sparkling, or will you do other projects there too? We have sparkling out there. We also have, we'll also have still Riesling, as well as Pinot Noir coming off there. And nice. we'll also our reserve, uh, this is where our Cabernet Sauvignon and our Cabernet Franc blend will come in, which is definitely pushing the limit for it, those wines. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's fairly far north. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens there. We're almost out of time. So what will you pick first of the still wines and what will you pick last? So our sparkling wines are just coming in right now. Our grapes yeah. are coming in right now. Um, and our last thing to come in this year will be our Cabernets from, this will be from Oliver this year. From Oliver, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And then uh, what, you go to Hawaii or no? Not no, this year. Not this year. With the sparkling program, that keeps us pretty busy through winter. So oh my God. <laughs> we, we won't be going too far too fast. That is a lot of work. It is. Jack, so great to catch up with you. You look fantastic. You look energized, ready to go. Uh, We're expecting big things. That sparkling wine, folks, is fantastic. You've got to check it out. Uh, It needs a label and a package, and it'll be ready to go, I think, before the holidays, but keep that in mind. In the meantime, uh, I would check out Physiotherapy Blanc 2018. Is that... uh, that's correct. That's the one that'll uh, rise above its name, I think. And also the Physio Rosé as the well. The Rosé, yeah, exactly. Thanks so much. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're live today at Therapy Vineyards on the Naramata Bench. It's part of our uh, Fall Grape Escape. Plenty more coming up on the show. Uh, it will be from Poplar Grove, just down the road, Tony Holler and Michael Ziff. I'm Anthony Gizmani with Casey Wilson. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Location, location, location. If you've made up your mind to finally take that big step and move to the beautiful Okanagan, keep in mind that you don't have to do it alone. The right real estate agent can make all the difference. Let Sean Everest of Remax Kelowna be your trusted advisor as you embark on this exciting new chapter. I'm Sean Everest. I raised my family here and you can too. Visit seaneverest.com and let me help you on your move. And welcome to the Okanagan. I'm sure you're going to love it. The Wine Center at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery is waiting for you. Welcome to the new home of hospitality in the Okanagan. The wine shop is open for tastings, and the Modest Butcher Restaurant is ready to welcome you with the best dining experience in Okanagan wine country. Walk-ins are being accepted for tastings and dining, but reservations are still recommended. For the safety of guests and staff, extra cleaning, sanitization, and physical distancing protocols are also in place. For more information and updated developments, please visit mtboucherie.com. Barb Haller, 
owner of Poplar Grove Winery in the Okanagan. I see world-class wines being grown here. I see the potential for growth in the wine industry, in ecotourism, in everything that the valley has to offer. And on her winery. It is the best job in the world. I'm in the sunshine all the time. I'm looking out over the lake. There's the birds. There's the crew. Poplar Grove. Available at private fine wine stores. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We're on our grape escape on the Naramata Bench. One of the first wineries you hit on the way in is Poplar Grove, and we have uh, owner Tony Haller with us, along with Michael Ziff, uh, the food and beverage manager at Poplar Grove, uh, known widely in British Columbia from his work in Shambar, Hawksworth, and we met at Alabaster way too many years ago. Michael, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. Tony. I heard uh, somebody told me you were, it's the hardest you've ever worked in your life and your kids don't recognize you. Or wh- What's that all about? Well, my kids are always joking with me that they've never seen me work harder and they didn't think I was capable of working that hard. What happens first thing in the morning is I usually get a text. Hey, Dad, this needs to get done today. Yeah. The crew has more important things to do. Yeah. You're doing it. Oh, and that's it. My. And, oh, wow. and, and that is happening like seven days a week, right? There's nice. little things right so, so you're stepping up and they're appreciating it they're appreciating it yeah, yeah they're appreciating it and yeah. you know at, at some point you got to lead by example because sometimes you get into these tough situations where you don't have enough staff and yeah. and you know michael has experienced that in the restaurant not enough staff yeah. so he has to step up <laughs> well let's start quickly in the restaurant the restaurant at poplar grove is now yours it's ours or michael's or i don't know what it, to, michael's yeah <laughs> tell us about that how that's evolved Sure, I came on uh, in order to sort of reimagine the food and beverage program there. Yeah. And it's really great because they, uh, once Vanilla Pod was uh, gone, uh, they reclaimed the space and operation. So we just had to rethink what we were going to offer to the guest. And I think the biggest part of it was the contributing factor to the brand. Mm -hmm. Like now that there was perfect synergy between the restaurant and the tasting room and we could sort of feed the brand from both sides right and uh, so I hired a chef that I had worked with at Hawksworth before Rob Ratcliffe who was the uh, senior Sioux back in the day and uh, we had always kept in touch and the timing was right mm-hmm. and uh, so has the menu changed or or the how, how has it evolved or what's the experience like now well now I mean it's an interesting well, it's always a obviously. great experience but it's yeah. different now it is different, and uh, definitely Rob's put his fingerprint on the menu. Uh, we did approach it differently because we were entering COVID, obviously. We opened June 2nd, mm-hmm. in the middle of all of this. So we did create a very approachable menu because we didn't know what it was going to look like. Uh, but slowly we're starting to get a little more, not experimental, but a little more creative. And we have actually a meeting this Wednesday about what the next year is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what your favorite dish is on the menu, and also yours, Tony. I'll I'll start and say that Rob makes that halibut dish at dinner. I don't think I've ever had yeah, better halibut. I it's mean, and I've, dish. I've eaten everywhere on the West Coast, and that halibut I have to say is my favorite dish. 
Rob worked at the West Coast Fishing Club at Hadaguay for a few years as right. an executive chef, and he really honed his skills on how to treat fish. And I've had this comment from many people, like I've never had a halibut prepared this way or a salmon prepared this way, or the cured salmon as well as a wonderful oh, dish. Which is so great, because when you come to the interior, sometimes I think, oh, do I really want to have seafood? So that's, that's so a, true. That's a great uh, great thing to have in your back pocket. And we have a wonderful supplier, and we get yeah. fresh fish, so it's fantastic. Your, your and, plant? Go ahead, sorry. And your favorite dish? I, I, I'm into the duck hearts, uh, which was a dish that everybody thought, oh, how are we going to sell this? But yeah. it does very well. How are we going to sell that? And some of the snack dishes are the ones that are staying, because we have a snack and small dish section, uh, the Napa cabbage with a little play on the XO sauce. Instead yeah. of just putting ham in, he does guanciale, and it's got it's oh, wow. charred to perfection. It's beautiful. Uh, wow. The yeah, the duck hearts with mushroom uh, spread, like a savory mushroom spread on toast with cornichon. Um it's a favorite of mine, for oh. sure. It's amazing how the cuisine has changed in the Okanagan. When we used to come up here, what did we get on a bun? Uh, well, uh, Was it bologna? Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think probably the most outrageous thing I ever had was a, cere- a bowl of cereal with uh, Smarties on it. Uh, and that was at, like, the Holiday Inn in the Soyuz back in the Oh, my, back that is outrageous. That was like, you know, I just thought, oh, my God, how it's are we going to get out of this? And now we're, you know... Wow. Yeah, so the many food great scene is evolving eat. so yeah. quickly. It, it and really has. Yeah. And that's super important for the tourism business. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were sort of, you know, nowhere with food. You, yep. you, best place, safest place to go was A&W. Yeah. Right, you know, and and just it just was a fact. Yes. But now, now you're raising pigs. <laughs> now we're raising pigs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is amazing. Those pigs are fed with all the stuff that comes out of the restaurant too. Yeah. All the food. Oh, so isn't it's that just, it creates So a the loop cycle. is closed. Exactly. The loop is closed. No more waste. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony, so it's a real family business. Yeah, you know, I mean, everyone in the family works in the business. You With, know, I would put Barb at the head of all you guys. Yeah, she's small but bossy. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, but um, yeah, no, everybody works in the business in different aspects of the business. You know, two of my sons run the the actual vineyards themselves, and then Eric works in the production facility, and Chris uh, works at, in head office at the uh, tasting room. So uh, you know, it, it, it's it's fantastic. It's you know, as a parent, you never think this could be possible, right? Yes, and, that's and, right. You know, I, for some reason, my kids, I think, enjoy working with me. I don't know why, but they, they, I think, clearly do. And I love working with them, you know, and I've got my grandkids around me all the time. And uh, Yes. How many? Five grandsons. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure if my kids could text me in the morning and tell me what to do, they'd be happy too. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I like that story. Hey, you brought two wines. Let's. Start, we want to talk a bit about Syrah today at Poplar Grove. You have the 2016 here, and then we have something called CSM. Maybe people don't know what that is, but let's start with Syrah. Yeah. Well, all the Syrah is grown in our Asuyas vineyards yep. on the east side of the lake. Okay. Right below Anasis Mountain, so the hottest could part be of any the warmer. Yeah. You could you can't get warmer in the Okanagan? Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people were skeptical that Syrah would do well in this climate. Uh, and now I think there's probably a dozen Syrahs coming out of the South Okanagan where people go, oh, 
my God. Yeah. Now, I think, Casey, I mentioned to you that this Syrah won a gold medal at the recent London, London. Uh, International yes. Wine yes. Competition. Because it's totally the style that they love. Uh, exactly. It's, exactly. They, but think, it's the, they thought they were drinking French wine. They, I'm sure of it. They thought they were drinking French yeah, wine. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, but, you know, I have a bit of a theory, and that theory is that um, the Canadian palate is evolving very, very quickly. Yeah. And we would be naive to think that, you know, the French style of wines isn't where people are going to end up. Yeah. And and so, you know, a lot of our wines, um, although, uh, although we're not in France, mm-hmm. we think that style of wine with the high acidity, yeah. not overpowering, yep. fruit forward. Uh, some and, leanness, some refinement. So, yeah, yeah, it is where people are going to end up. So, but you should be saying that it's hard to believe that the French will soon arrive at the Okanagan style. <laughs> because that's, they, they are, that's, though. That's basically what's going to happen. Yeah, and so they're going to start saying, this is a very Okanagan style uh, of Syrah <laughs> in their own. Well, maybe not right away. But. Not, maybe not right away, but... <laughs> Yeah, delicious wine, by the way, and and it's still just a baby. These wines the, can live forever. Oh. Fantastic pepper. Oh, I love your tasting room, and I understand you have a new manager. I love the pods. Yeah, it's COVID friendly. It's COVID it's friendly, fabulous. exactly. Yeah, Fola had joined us. Uh, she has a long uh, experience in the hospitality industry, uh, specifically the hotel industry, uh, and uh, wanted to move up to the Okanagan. And Michael will tell you the rest. Yes, tell I, us. She actually reached out to me in early in the year, but I didn't have room for her. And then uh, a space for that management position came up, so I recontacted her, and she said, yes, I'm moving to Penticton. I said, join us. So it's been great because we have very much a similar background. She had been at Provence Marina side yeah. for a while and oh. Tynamare Resort. So it was it was a perfect match. And we just have a whole new team from front to back. And uh, it's exciting. Lots of things to come. There's so many people that have come out of Vancouver now. There was so much going on in Vancouver the last 15 years. Tons of people trained uh, yeah. to sell wine, talk about wine, to integrate it with food. So there's there's a w- wide palette. I guess the problem is to find a place to live here, and uh, that's probably the only drawback. That is a problem. That yeah. is a problem. But you got to work on that, Tony. You have, uh, you have friends in high places. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am trying to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> CSM, we're almost out of time. Let's okay. talk about that, the 2016. So CSM sort of came out of uh, the idea that we wanted a a wine that would go with all sorts of foods, easy to drink, and basically it's the Cabs, Syrah, and Merlot. And, um, you know, it literally, it you know, it's soft, it's delicious, fills your palate nicely. Again, it's the Poplar Grove style. Nice acidity on the backbone, mm-hmm. fruit forward, refreshing to the palate, and full palate. And so easy to drink. And so easy to yes. drink. Yeah. Both these wines have a little less oak. Like seems like you're tapering off the oak a little bit. And they, we see more purity of fruit on the, on the mid-palate, which is really nice. Uh, of course, CSM will play on GSM for people who don't right. know Grenache or Osmoved. But, uh, yeah, delicious wine, easy to drink. What would you get on the menu with this, or how would you? Well, the, the Syrah, actually, with the Duck Hearts, a little yeah. chill on that Syrah with the Duck Hearts does really well. That sounds great. And uh, the CSM is probably the, has the broadest selection that you can pair with many of the dishes. Mm-hmm. So we're never shy to recommend that. Mm-hmm. 
the new Wagyu beef tartare as well. Oh, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I don't even want to ask the I, price I, of that. Let's just, clip, <laughs> let's just clip that's awesome and play that for a half an hour. Uh, so great to talk with you. Tony Haller, of course, he's uh, a co-owner of uh, Poplar Grove Winery. Michael Ziff is the new F&B there. They're having a ball on the bench. And you're you're going to be open uh, for business oh, yeah. all the way through now? All the way through. We don't yeah. close. Thanks so much uh, for joining us. Uh, really good to have you guys here today. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, you're listening to the BC uh, Food and Wine Radio Network. We're live on uh, the Naramata bench. It's our grape escape coming up next. Steve Moriarty, Director of Wines at Savon Foods, joins uh, me. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Calling all winemakers, craft brewers, cider makers, or artisan distillers. Canada's first wine village is coming, and you could be a part of it. Located at the gateway to Canada's wine capital in Oliver, the village provides turnkey, low-capital production facilities that are available for lease starting now. But with space for only 16 artisan producers, the time to act is now to be part of history and start crafting your unique story. To learn more, visit districtwinevillage.com. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more. Fall has arrived. Celebrate the harvest at Black Hills Estate Winery with in-person and online tastings. Relax on their comfortable and spacious patio and sample the newly released Viognier and the rare and coveted Carmenier. Their wine educators are eager to tell you about this lost grape of Bordeaux and how it grows in the South Okanagan. For more on the virtual tasting program or to book a seat on the patio, visit blackhillswinery.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, things have aligned uh, today. We're on the Naramata bench. Uh, we're live from uh, Therapy Vineyard. Steve Moriarty's joining us. He's the director of wines at Save On Foods, who normally joins us just before a holiday like Thanksgiving, uh, which is coming up this weekend. Steve, great to see you in the Okanagan. Uh, you're going to rush home and cook dinner, I hear. I certainly. I'm, uh, that's on my agenda for certainly. That's a big thing for me. And yeah. you cook the dinner. I like to think I cook most of it. Yeah, I get some supporting help, whether I want it or not. How many at your dinner? You've, uh, you've got a big family. Yeah, this year we're looking for about 16 uh, for dinner. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. And are, is it a turkey dinner? Uh, we'll have we'll we'll do everything. We'll have uh, some turkey. We'll have also have some ham get snuck in there, and yeah. uh, and uh, we we we've got a full spectrum of 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 people in our family so there'll actually be some sushi there'll be some uh there'll there'll be some dumplings and there might even be some pierogies that is great and i and what are you going to drink with it what do you like to drink with it well, being being a, a dedicated Pinot Noir fan, um, I've I've recently discovered a couple of Pinots that I haven't tasted in a long time, and I was at Saint Hubertus last week, and mm. I and I fell in love with their Gamay Noir again. Isn't it great? And uh, I've, I've, I'm I'm on a mission now, and uh, I, I'm got to get everybody in my family to taste that. Uh, and as well, we'll always have rosé on the table when we have uh, yeah. uh, turkey. I just wrote about St. Hubertus this week, and I, I wrote this line that said, that, you know, the biggest problem with Pinot is it's usually there's there's too much of something. And at St. Hubert, Hubertus, there's never too much of anything. It's just the perfect style for drinking now and, and so clean and pure in really British Columbia. Absolutely. I, I, I You know, I'd forgotten about, you know, how we get carried away with all yeah, the things we the get exposed Gabert to. brothers, yeah. And I'd forgotten about it, and it got reawakened, and uh, uh, I just fell in love with it all over again. Yeah. And what wines are you going to have, Tony? I know you're going to have more uh, than one. Yeah, well, I, for sure I'll have Pinot. Uh, but I'm sort of in that thing now where I, I put a bunch of wines out for people. Some people love Gewürztraminer with turkey. Some people love Riesling. Some people love Chardonnay. Some people love like a Rhone-style red. And some people love Pinot. So I just put them out. You can pick whichever one you want. Then there's no kind of whining. And uh, uh, turkey's quite versatile because there's the white meat, the dark meat, and then there's all the, the flavoring. stuffing and... and- yeah, the savory stuff. So well, I, I like it. We have a saying at our house: there is no, there is no one wine for a for a family turkey dinner. It's yeah. whatever you would like. We'll find it. Uh, you're selling a lot of wines at Save on Foods, BC Wines exclusively, VQA wines. We're on the Naramata bench. Do you you have a lot of Naramata suppliers as well, or do you uh, have some favorites here along the bench? Absolutely. There's always some favorites. You know, uh, you know, I go to Bench 1775 every time I'm here, not just to sit on the deck, but yeah, I, I love their wines. Uh, I always visit Hillside. That's up. You know, I have to go there. Yes. Um, even Tony's wines, I stop at Poplar. Even and- Tony's wines, <laughs> he'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> and, I, and I stop and I sneak in there when nobody's looking, and I and I have some I have some wines there. But you know, it's I think when you think about the Naramata Bench, it's pretty hard not to find a winery right here that yeah. you like and and that you could spend a lot of time here. What I like is that you see there's been a culling here too. Like for instance, that therapy, the new ownership, and Jack Kemp coming in, and the wines have just. You know, they have talk about pivoting. The, the, this place has just turned on its head, uh, making really interesting wines now, and even the sparkling wine program that we've been talking about. So it's it's fun to look at this bench, and uh, I love it because it's mid valley. So I say, not too hot, not too cold. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Well, we've always been fans of therapy right from the day we opened our very first store. So we've always yeah. we've always been a fan of therapy, and and of course, like you said, it's changed. Uh, the, the winery here has changed, yeah. and the programs have changed, and it's all for the better. They have those fun labels, though, right? Oh, you got to like those you're labels. You're a packaging guy. You like the people like that when yeah. they they look at it. And I'm sure you guys like Super Eagle. Of course. <laughs> you guys, you say? Yeah, you guys, you both have, of you. Like, you have the largest ego in the room, Casey. I so hope you, so. You I have, need it. I need the, it with this show. Ego. Steve Moran, he's the director of wines at Save on Foods. He's our guest on the road uh, in Naramata. So, Steve, uh, w- tell us a little bit about uh, 
what's going on in the stores now this month? You, you, is there a switch? I know you had a lot of rosé uh, going on over the summer. and so how, how do buyers react at this time of the well, year? One of the things that we're seeing is, and whether it be reflective of, of what's happening today in a, in a lot of different areas, is, is that it's the return to the basics. You yeah. know, we saw a switch in food eating habits where people went back to comfort foods. We've seen the same thing happen in the wine business. People have gone back to the old-fashioned, the, the, the classic red wines. We've seen a, a distinct growth uh, immediately uh, in, in, in the sale of red wines. And yeah. we're also seeing uh, a kind of a, a, a mood switch as people are looking for more blended red wines in addition to those old, old-fashioned old ones that they were always... Like Cabernet or Merlot sort of touchstone ones. Yeah, now they seem to be, there seems to be a bit of a treasure hunt going on as people look to explore more red wines and blended yeah. red wines. And you've got a uh, the other thing that I like now at, in in your stores you you have a special section or you have a section where you have some top wines, larger formats, big names. How's that? Uh, are people embracing that or that we call our legacy legacy wine collection, and it's it's really really taken off. Um, we have wines in there that that you know. I think they're the most expensive, around $365. But we're wow. finding a tremendous amount of resurgence in our consumers looking for what we call reward wine. They don't want to buy it every day. It's not for everyday consumption. Mm. But they want to reward themselves with a great bottle of BC wine. So I just thought, thought of this, Casey. So if I, buy, uh, if I buy 10 bottles of my favorite $15 wine, if, if the last bottle is that $365 bottle, did I get 36 bucks off on that? Yes, you will. Oh, oh wow. my God. I See, like I that. knew he'd think of something. <laughs> I just I knew it. I love that. I love how you just, you don't fiddle around. No, no it's amazing. Yeah, the deal's the deal. We don't like shortcuts, and we, yeah. we're, we're, we that's the way it is. It's, I love it. Yes, and speaking of rewards, when COVID came, when we were in lockdown, I drank every bottle of sparkling I had. So I want you to have a sparkling sale. We are planning a sparkling sale, but unfortunately, it's not till Je- or yeah, December. December. More Christmas. We've got a we got a big promotion this year that we that we that we're just kind of button it down for the end of it. Be a lot like what our rosé sale was, where we try to put as many sparkling wines on as we can. And a whole bunch of things willing. We hope that maybe we'll be back to tasting wine by then, and then we'll be tasting right. in the stores. You mean we're working on it? Yeah. We're working on it. We got some hurdles to overcome, but yeah. we're confident that we can find a way to keep everyone, not only our our team members, but our consumers safe. You must have had a big budget for that for tasting, because you could always taste in the in store. Absolutely. You know, we're we're it really it impacts our business in a big way, but it impacts the consumers. Is, is that they're losing out on all these new wines that are coming to our shelves. That's and right. We've added so many new ones this year. Tony, you go to North Van store? Yeah, and uh, uh, just at Marine and I don't know, the cross street is... Pemberton. Pemberton, yeah, that's it, Pemberton. But I, I, why don't you just open a bottle of sparkling wine, give the guy a taste, and then we take it home with us, and then there's no COVID problems. To, uh, I think there's... I could, I could probably... <laughs> <laughs> I could think about that. I'll think about that. Yeah. Uh, well, this weekend, so I just a couple of questions for myself. So, turkey, can I buy a turkey? Just walk in and get one, and Absolutely. are they fresh, or how, how does that work Absolutely. at this time of the year? In fact, this year we've got lots of turkeys, and we expect to have one of the most 
biggest Thanksgivings that we've had in years and years. As, oh, bad. As the consumer base is, is central around home right now, a lot yeah. of people are staying home. Yeah. Um, we have a fantastic selection of fresh turkeys as well as frozen turkeys. And Just, what, what do people buy? What What's the size that people want? Is it like when I was a kid, the turkeys were massive. Huge. They seem smaller they now, but yeah, the the smaller the six to six to eight kilograms are are pretty much the the run of the mill now. Yeah, we still sell big, big, big turkeys. Yeah, and uh, for those consumers that want to feed that feed them, but. But now we see the, the the meal is so much more diverse now. There's not just turkey in the middle of the plate anymore. There's a there's a lot of supporting casts as we call it. My most famous turkey was I I bought this turkey. I was living with a bunch of guys going to school, and I was going to make this turkey. And it was I just bought the biggest turkey in the world and brought it home, stuffed it all, put it in the oven, and the, the door wouldn't close. Oh, I, that doesn't surprise <laughs> so me. Oh, we had to cut funny. the legs off the turkey, and you know, to get the door closed, we we hadn't even thought about any of that. So. Well, my first family dinner, turkey dinner, mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving, we ate at midnight. Yeah, I, my timing oh, yeah. was so off. Yeah. Uh, Steve, great to see you in the valley. Are you, uh, are you a couple days of touring, or just... I've got some work to do in the valley, and this is yeah, this is a really tough, tough, yeah. tough time to be here, and uh, a lot of things going on in the valley. Yeah, big harvest. Well, good luck with uh, Thanksgiving, and we look forward to well, we'll we'll get back to you about all these uh, the sparkling wine deals, and uh, uh, we hope to hear about some new openings, perhaps. Who knows? We're working on it. You're working on it. Thanks for joining us on the Best of Food and Wine. Thank you. Steve Moriarty is the Director of Wines at Save on Foods. There's plenty more coming up on the show. Our next guest will be Severin Pinch. He's the winemaker and viticulturist at Le Bue Pen, a highly respected winery in the South Okanagan. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And this is the BC Food and Wine Radio Grape Escape. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Tin Horn Creek Vineyards has opened its doors. Visitors are welcome to stop by the wine shop for both sales and tastings. The award-winning Miradoro restaurant is now also open for table service and takeout. Reservations are required. Can't make it in? Take advantage of free shipping on orders over six bottles or send wine to someone you love to show them you're thinking of them. Curbside pickup is also available for online and phone orders. For full details and the latest updates, please visit tinhorn.com. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Summer may be officially over, but not at Spirit Ridge Resort. Their endless summer continues until October 31st. Book three nights and get a $75 credit that you can use at any of their many on-site activities. From Solterra Spa Services, golfing at Sonora Dunes, dining at the Bear, the Fish, the Root, and the Berry, even wakeboarding with Wake Pilot Rentals. Spirit Ridge has it all. Book today and quote Endless Summer to experience the beauty of Spirit Ridge, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.com. CA. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Oh, we always play that music for our next guest, uh, Severin Pint. 
uh, is about as French as they get. She's the winemaker at Le Vieux Pain. Uh, she's joined us today from the Black Sage bench. Uh, great to see you again, Sev. How are you? I'm wonderful. Just uh, in the middle of harvest. Yeah. Harvest, so. We've been talking to a lot of people in the middle here in the north, but they're still waiting. You've already started. Yeah. Can I you explain that about what goes on in the south a bit? Well, we've it's already, warmer. it's way warmer. Uh, there's a very big change of climate once you pass the McIntyre um, Bluff. Yep. And we've had muscat that were uh, ready 10, yep. 15 days ago. And today we're picking the last batch of Sauvignon Blanc. We've picked some Chardonnay already. Wow. Some Pinot Noir Rosé. Um, so, yeah, it's it's full on. Sparkling muscat, are you making that again this year? Yes. Such a beautiful wine. Yes. That's a lovely wine. Uh, it's very, for me, it's very Italian, the style. Uh, I, I it, love it. It is. It's um, more of, um, try to pay homage a little bit to what they do in Italy, but what we have here. Yeah, of course. In so not that many people make a sparkling muscat, do they, in the Okanagan? There's a bit, not as sweet as ours, maybe more mm-hmm. like a Charmat, more dry style uh, mm-hmm. wine. Yes. Uh, ours at La Stella has more like... Um, 35 gram residual sugar and maybe yeah. 9% alcohol. So, uh, what do you like to eat with it? The Moscato. Um, it goes very well with Asian style food because um, it's so it's a bit sweet and, yeah. and so yeah, it goes so that's very, a great idea. Or just an aperitif for yes. sunny afternoon. Yes, warm patios. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And some men. That sort of thing. Yes. Or, or, <laughs> or I should say women these days, you never know. Yes, right? that's right. Uh, La Vieux Pain is a very uh, interesting winery. It's got a wide array of wines, but you're, uh, you've are you been doing a great job uh, with Syrah uh, down there. And you brought a Syrah today. We're going to talk a bit about that. What, what is it about Syrah in BC? Because it's not easy to sell Syrah. For, some people say it's hard to sell, but it's so delicious here. I, I think it's a combination of the very cold climate that we have, those hot days and, and cold, cold nights. nights yeah. um, the beautiful terroir, the very complex terroir. We have a very distinctive uh, type of soil from the east and the west of the valley. And mm-hmm. then as we're moving uh, from the McIntyre Bluff all the way down south, it's you can see some pure sands terroir. And then on the Goldemar bench, it, it becomes a bit more complex with granite. And, and it's been... Um, in the quality because of the alluvial fan is changing uh, every year, mm-hmm. and uh, we've seen some. Um, it's like being a, a painter, and then you have this palette of color. We getting all those different syrah from all those different locations. Yep. Even the 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 plateau altitude, like it w- it will be really different. And and some syrah expressing some violet notes, uh, floral, very delicate tannin, soft, silky, mm-hmm. and then some uh, some. More on the bench, on the Blacks' bench, a little bit further down, will be more like a savory and licorice and like those notes of um, Garig, uh, like maybe like a sagebrush. Uh, yep. Um, and then south will be the very concentrated uh, black currant, fruity, but still with very smooth and velvety tannins. Mm-hmm. So Harvesting all those different blocks uh, separately, making the wine, and then when they're finally uh, ready to be blended, and then we taste that. It's just like, I've done that for 11 years now here, and, and every year it's just like, oh, wow, the wow factor. It is so different. Yeah. And I'm amazed every year. We, and 
you know, I say we, people drive by on the road and it all looks the same to them and it's, it is so different. Uh, you're even going ahead. I know that you have a project underway now looking at, at individual blocks of Syrah, which show even something even more special about the site that they come from. Yes. Are the French obsessed with this, with terroir and space, or is it just the way that we should be? I, I think it's just in our... Um, DNA? <laughs> well, I would, maybe that, or it's just the way that the we've been making wine for for a long, long time. And, yeah. and so it's just, uh, it's just natural. You just listen to... The the word terroir is just something that we don't put that much emphasis on because it's, it's part of our, our way of doing the yeah. wine, making the wine. And so... I wanted to showcase doing those uh, different uh, single block. So that identity of Syrah, like you can have from um, um, like the Cuvée Le Verger, which is in a plateau in Osoyos, just underneath the airport. And then the Cuvée Le Faucon, there's just uh, maybe two kilometers down. And then um, it's way more fruity. The uh, Le Verger is uh, always the darker tannin and then a bit more structured. And it's... Yeah, very, very close, but yet completely different. So I wanted to showcase all that. So to show that what is when we do the Cuvée Violette, for example, it's a blend of all those different terroirs and you can play, take a little bit of that one and a little bit of this one to, to create something. Yeah. Um, oh, you brought the Cuvée Violette. So what, what is the vision when you start with this wine? What are you looking for? Is it, this is a wine that we can drink earlier or is it a softer style or how, how would you describe so the for Violette? So me, for me, the Cuvée Violette is the, um, the more, I don't know if it's okay to say that, but the more feminine side of the Syrah. Yes. Like I, when I make the wine, I picture this uh, very elegant woman working on a fashion show, um, wearing some Christian Dior and Chanel. And then, you know that elegance. Yes. And, and then when you drink the, the Cuvée Violette, it's um, very silky. Uh, the tannins are present. The, you know that the spinal cord is there, but it's it's very velvety and smooth. And it's you almost don't need any food. But that you have all the fruitiness and then the the fl- the the flowers showing up and then it's just that that style of Syrah and so we wanted to showcase that in the Cuvée Violette. This is fantastic. The acidity in the end is just so good. Like you get all that flavor and then you get that acid, which just you know just says I want another sip of this or I want to finish that bottle. That's and that's thanks special. to our our cool nights and in our climate that we have because. Yeah. Um, I spend a lot of time tasting the berries uh, in the vineyard um, to uh, just before harvest, and I pick when I got the right flavors and the right texture and, and balance in my mouth. So that's um, that's something very important for me. Our guest is Severine Pint. She's the winemaker and viticulturist at La Vue Pant Winery uh, along the, the Black Sage Bench in the South Okanagan. And I'm very curious with during harvest time, what is your favorite comfort food? You know what? At the end of a very long day, and then it's quick and easy. I love pasta. I love cheese. So, I often go home and try to whip up something. And the the easiest thing is just some garlic and then mixed in olive oil and pasta yeah. in that, and Sounds a little good. bit of. You don't make your wonderful recipe that's in the cookbook that Jennifer Schill did, the the uh, food lovers wine cookbook, and or I think the wine lovers. Yeah. Cookbook. Your grandmother's recipe for scallops. Mm-hmm. So she, um, I spent a lot of my summers uh, in the north of France at her house, and it's right beside the the North Sea. 
we can see England from the from the shore and uh, we always get those fresh scallops and then she would do those things and it's just so delicious and when I go when I make those scallops it's just bring me bring me brings me back over there and um, it's a bit um, this is not something I would do every day because no. it takes a little bit of time and then you have to get the perfect scallops and then, uh, then take and some time to cook them perfectly. And the perfect wine before you go. Perfect wine. So sometimes um, I did it um, when I did the the recipe and we poured some Sauvignon Blanc from Le Vieux Pain. Uh, I believe it would also go very well with the Eva, uh, our blend of mm. uh, Viognier Roussan Marsan, just yeah. because the Eva is really uh, creamy and the scallops are... The rich and rich sort yes. of match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. So those two would be perfect with it. So, Bren, uh, uh, it's always great to catch up with you. The time goes so fast. It drives me <laughs> crazy. Uh, we were tasting the Syrah Cuvée Violette 2018, widely available now. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. We want to talk to you about Listella the next time. We'll okay, see you. sounds good. Uh, that's it for today's show, folks. Thanks for joining us again. But next week, we'll be back with more stories on the Naramata Bench and uh, the harvest of 2020. We'll be live from Therapy Vineyard. Special thanks to our technical producers, Mike Whittingham on site and Anissa Etherington in the Bloomberg Studios in downtown Vancouver. Join us again next week for more stories on Food & Wine. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And this has been the BC Food & Wine Radio Grape Escape. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.